Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I'm Jeremy Lambert, writer of Wrestling Things is what it says on my little bio at the bottom there. With me as always, Joe Holbert, Slayer of Wrestling Features. Joe, what a day it's been. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like our podcast name has never been more apt. Like, this is all a distraction, right? Like, the fact that we intend to actually discuss the great sport of professional wrestling today is very strange to me but here we are you know we're going to talk about you know the other thing too elephant in the room uh yeah it's been a it's weird man it's weird times it's been a weird 24 hours a weird a weird day because i think all of us just spent today wondering all right is are they gonna cancel uh wrestlemania like what what's going on here and then as we found out just just moments ago, by the time everybody listens to this, it'll be hours old, and for all we know, Mania might be canceled. Uh, in by the time this this gets posted, but for the time being, WrestleMania has not been canceled. Uh, it's the decision has been delayed a week. Is what is, is I don't let let me get everything out of the way first. This is the distraction. We sometimes talk wrestling. It's really a basketball podcast. We won't yeah. be talking basketball for a while. No, no we won't. <laughs> um, we we put five minutes on the clock. We discuss a topic. We usually go over time. Subscribe to Fightful Select, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com, Fightful.com for wrestling MMA basketball i'm writing stuff every day joe is writing features maybe who knows at the i'm intending i mean i'm trying to write but it's a bit tough right now you know yeah yeah um so the big topic today was obviously wrestlemania tampa held a meeting and basically what came of this meeting was they said wrestlemania is a week away or three weeks away and we don't really need to make a decision right now. You know, it's three weeks away. We can we can hold off for a little while. And then they said, if WWE doesn't make a decision in the next week, then we'll reconvene and we'll talk about it. So we're not going to get a, a decision for at least a week unless WWE comes out and says, unless WWE comes out and says, yeah, uh, we are going to cancel it. Joe, WWE is not coming out and saying we're going to cancel this. No, no. What do you make of this whole ordeal? I mean, this feels like it could be like a contractual thing, I feel. I mean, I'm no expert in this kind of deal, but I'm wondering if this is just a case of who, which side cancels it will, like, you know, play a part in the finances of this. That's the only thing I'm wondering, because it feels like it absolutely has to be cancelled, and it definitely will be cancelled. I just think... It's no matter passing the buck until someone actually does it. 
I don't think WWE wants to cancel it for many reasons, but one of them is they want it to be out of their hands, right? They want to have to, they want to represent it as being like, oh man, we want to do this edge match, but you know, real life got in the way. So uh, this is strange. It feels like the decision should be pretty simple. I think we agree on that much, right? Yes. Uh, but here we are. It looks like we're gonna have another week of building some matches that could happen in an empty stadium slash performance center. It's. You make a good point about the the financial implications. I know Jimmy Van has has talked about it, it could be an insurance thing. Like mm-hmm. companies are holding off because okay, if the government says, "Hey, you got to cancel this," then they get some type of insurance. But yeah, like, exactly, I yeah. like I don't know how that all works. I, I trust that Jimmy knows what he's talking about. It makes sense. There are obviously major financial reason reason reasons for like any company to not cancel any of these events. Yeah. But don't tell me you care about like the safety of the performers <laughs> and the fans and stuff. And then like, that's why you're not cancel canceling these events, but you, you care about it. Like, like GCW statement really got to me yesterday of like, well, we're going to, the show's going to go on regardless of what WWE does, because you know, it's just got to go on, but we still care about everybody, but we're still like, Y'all don't care about it. Tell me it's for insurance yeah. purposes. Tell me it's because the refund process is going to be insane and you don't want to do that. Like, tell me that stuff. Don't tell mm-hmm. me you care about fans. Like, you can tell these fans, hey, every five minutes, everyone get up, go to the bathroom, wash your hands. You can pass out hand sanitizer. You can do all this stuff. Doesn't doesn't matter. One person coughs on somebody and it it's done. And you're talking about putting a thousand people or plus like in the case of WrestleMania, like 90,000 people plus in one stadium, one area, one city, you're not protecting a city that's already had an outbreak at that, like traveling from all over the world. You're not mm-hmm. protecting anybody by doing this. It's, it, the best way to explain this situation is imagine just like mapping it out to a non wrestling fan who'd never heard of WrestleMania and being like, so like, yeah, granted they're canceling all these things, but we're going to just do an 80,000-seat wrestling show, and there's going to be fly-ins. It's the worst possible scenario, but, bro, we need to do this edge match, okay? So, <laughs> I like, that's literally where we're at here. This is a very simple scenario. I, You know, we have to stress this. I understand that the circumstances are different because of Rudy Gobert and that whole thing, which is best left alone, okay? But the NBA has just stopped. It has halted the season. Like, this is not some kind of, oh, yeah, but Vince won't let... This needs to be cancelled, okay, or postponed, whatever you want to do. It's just it should not be happening. This is very simple. The I, I liked your tweet earlier of like Vince is pleading to Tampa right now. Can't delay this Lacey <laughs> Evans coronation any longer, pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I look. I, it's very weird. One thing I would say is this is a very strange subject to discuss on Twitter, right? Because like everything should be made fun of on social media, but this is a very real thing. This is a very real concern. So. Yeah, I have to get some wrestling jokes in, but this is real. This is real stuff. Yeah, it's like the NBA has suspended their season. The yeah. NHL has suspended their season. Even yesterday, the the NCAA, like you understand the NBA taking these, like they have a player, now two players who have tested mm-hmm. positive for this. Like you can't put anybody else at risk. The, the, the situation yesterday, like I was excited for that Thunder Jazz game, fourth place in the West. And literally seconds before tip-off, it's just everyone clear the court and we're going to do a halftime show before the game starts. And then it's like, all right, it's canceled. And then you find out the stuff with Gobert and Mitchell and it just got worse and worse. But like the NCAA yesterday even said, hey, we'll do the tournament, but it's just going to be family members and staff, like no fans and stuff. Like pretty much everyone has was starting to take precautions Mm -hmm. at least yesterday. I mean, they canceled E3, they canceled South by Southwest. They postponed Coachella. A lot of stuff was getting canceled or postponed. And then you just have these wrestling companies that are like fan safety. We're not going to do anything. It shows got to go on. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say is credit to Dana White who made (laughs) all wrestling promoter responses seem classy with his, the, the just absolute, certainty of which he spoke about this topic i found staggering it was wonderful he was just there was no humor to his like dismissal of it either right it was like we don't care 
We have no interest in discussing it. (laughs) His words were literally, I don't give a fuck about the coronavirus. Like that, those were his literal words that came out of his mouth when asked about it. He's like, do you know how many people have asked for refunds? Do you know how many people have canceled? Like zero, nobody, (laughs) everybody, everyone's coming to these shows. Like it doesn't matter. Like, dude, it 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 is going to be strange though, man. Like I assume... They're going to do major pay-per-views out of, like, the UFC Apex thing in the Performance Institute, right? Like, that's going to happen, I think. I mean, this is weird. I guess. I mean, they have a show in Brazil this weekend that there's been nothing about. Bellator is still holding their show tomorrow night. Like, course, ROH yeah. is still doing their weekend shows in Vegas uh, th- this weekend. Like, these companies, like, they're not canceling anything unless yeah. the government says it. And, again, I get it, like... I get that there's insurance and financial stuff at play here and you you don't want to make this decision if you don't have to but like have have a heart when it comes to this stuff yeah. like really yeah, there's a big you're... picture here right like yeah. let's just forget the this weekend's events next week just think about the what's actually at stake here and let's just just leave the shows for a while yeah like just I don't know. I guess we're going to do the same dance next week. Now it's, it's a, it's a giant game of chicken. As many people have said, like WWE, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. WWE is waiting for Tampa to cancel. Tampa is waiting for WWE to cancel. And it's just, who's going to blink first on this? Who's going to be the, the bad company in, in this situation. And Look, Vince ain't losing this game of chicken. I'm telling you that. Right 100%, now. yeah. It's so strange. It really... And I mean, it's so odd because pro wrestling means... Honestly, I can't stress enough. It means nothing in this issue, okay? We need to stress that. We're aware of that. But inside of the wrestling landscape, this is even, like, weirder the way people are reacting to it, right? Like, the amount of tweets I've seen where it's just like... Uh, like, you know, just the flu. Like, WrestleMania's rolling. It's like, I would, how could you even want to go to WrestleMania at this point? Like, this is not a good scenario. Leave it be. Move on. Yeah, I, I had plans to go to WrestleMania. I have family mm-hmm. in Tampa. Uh, it was, I had everything set up. I had a place to stay, which was, was be very nice and whatnot. And, like, I'm not, I'm not going. Assuming yeah. it, it stays, my wife is immunocompromised. Like, I'm, I'm not putting her at that risk and I'm not putting myself at that risk to possibly bring it back or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Like anybody who is going stay as safe as possible, like wash your tough, hands, right? but, but really like you can't control what other people are going to do. The, the easiest yeah. way is just don't go. And I understand like, that's not a great way to, to live your life. Just stay inside. <laughs> but like, th- this is a serious issue. It's a very it's a serious case. issue. Yeah. It's a very unique case. We're not here like this is not a usual thing to be saying stay in. This is just a very like it's a scenario we're probably going to be remembering in years to come. To be honest, right? Like I'm no expert, but that feels like the case. Joe, we'll talk about all this again next week. We will. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't even know why we're overstaying it. We've got we've got to leave some stuff for next week. But yeah. Uh, there was some wrestling this week. It there might was. be yeah. might be the last week we we get some actual wrestling for a little while. But let's start with, um, I guess, the, the blood and guts stuff coming from AEW. They might have the pay-per-view or the Dynamite in two weeks. They There was the ban in Newark, Newark, New Jersey. The recommendation, I think. I don't know. Because Florida even had the ban of, yeah, mass gatherings, like, don't do it. But the governor said, I don't have the authority to actually, like, ban this stuff. I can just say it's a bad idea. So... I don't know where that stands with, with New Jersey at the time of this recording. It might be like this is an actual ban. AEW hasn't put out a statement on Rochester, who has the same ban, or, or Newark, who where Blood and Guts is going to be in two weeks. Assuming they hold this Blood and Guts event, it's going to be the elite against the inner circle. Joe, they announced the rules on Dynamite last night. It It's war games. Yes. I. Uh, this is so odd. Like... They've got two weeks set up here of major events within their own kind of, like, I mean, we laugh at the Dark Order stuff, but, like, they're going to debut, the Exalted One's <laughs> probably debuting to no fans, guys, okay? Like, and I assume it's Luke Harper, Brody Lee, 
And man, like that Rochester debut was set up so beautifully for that dude. And I, this is going to be odd. How do you do a war games match for no fans? I don't know. I don't honestly I, don't know. It's, I don't know weird. where they're gonna. I guess they're gonna do like from from what I've heard is that they've talked about just doing the shows in Jacksonville since that's their their home base. And, and Tony mm-hmm. Khan has, I guess, leases with with different arenas and whatnot. Like I'm sure they could. I guess they could do Daly's Place and just limit it to essentially like their performance center, limit it to essential staff and family and stuff. But that's like a big show. Like it's a, yeah. it's not like it's just your run of the mill, like kind of dynamite show. It's, you know, we're doing war games on free television for a few that's been building since the inception of, of dynamite. And yeah, we're just going to do it in front of family and friends. It, it's a, it's a weird, it, if this is what they do, I don't know. If it happens, like let's just take away all the logistical stuff and just focus on if this match happens. It's a great match. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. It just could be a weird situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is if we was to assume it's not going to happen in the arena, it's scheduled to assume, like to you know take place. And I think that's a fair assumption right now. We don't know for sure. At that point, the false advertisement element's kind of dead. So if I, I think it's probably best they hold off war games. You know, I don't know if there's certain things they could do in like a studio format with friends and family, but war games feels like a silly choice, right? Because yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that their war games is going to be super violent. That's the whole point of why they're doing it. I think it's going to contrast with what NXT's done. You don't want guys like bleeding all over a two-set ring in a studio in front of their friends and family, man. This you, you, this isn't a real sporting competition. The business has changed, Jeremy. I'm allowed to say that now. <laughs> and um, it's all about you know crowd reaction and stuff, man. Let's not have these guys seriously hurting each other in like some small little studio. You can do a show, but war games should probably just be left for. I, I think anyway. That's what I would say. Yeah, you can you can push that back. I I agree with you. It'll come off very strange if they try to do this big war games match in, in front of a hundred people. Like, yes. it, like imagine like NWA trying to do war games. Like the NWA show is great. Like the the studio shows are mm-hmm. great. But like imagine trying to do war games in that setting. It would yeah. look. Very even when NXT does their cage matches at, at full sale, it it comes off just kind of a little bit lower rent than than you would want it to. And we're talking about two rings and a cage here. And yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I I can't imagine it continues as scheduled. No. I, I just can't. Well, that's I mean the biggest problem I guess is like obviously with these things you never know where the end is. But like the way it's looking, it's not kind of the thing where you can just go, I'll leave it a month and it will be like, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So some long-term stuff's going to have to be changed. I mean, we've already covered Mania far too much, but that is the one element of it. And I shouldn't say I'm interested. God, man, it's way more important than my interest in wrestling booking. But I am like a little bit intrigued when it gets cancelled. I'm going to say when. Like, how are they going to reshuffle this deck, right? Like, are they going to... Just do Mania in, in the PC. I don't know. Are they going to post? But like all of that. And with AEW, it's the same thing. We're talking about here. Like, do you just say War Games will happen, or sorry, Blood and Guts will happen when we're back to usual, you know, events and stuff? I don't. I have no clue. Yeah, you. As you said, you don't know when that's going to be. Like the exactly. NBA and the NHL, they're suspending seasons for what everyone says is at least a month. Like you're you're talking about a month of holding off. WrestleMania or war games or, or any of this stuff. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't know when it's going to happen. And especially when it comes, okay, war games, you, you've got people, everyone's under contract. You can, you can delay it. You can still build it. It'll be okay. You might have to rewrite some stuff. Like WrestleMania is a different kind of animal because you're talking about the schedule of John Cena. You're talking about your world champion is, is Goldberg. And like, are you going to keep running with that whole yeah. thing? Like this is supposed to be the coronation of drew. Are you going to keep the title? And they'll keep the title on Lesnar or whatever. But like, there's some part-time guys where it's like, how can you get them? Like, are you going to keep using them? Like we know WWE, they book at week by week anyway. So like, imagine giving them extra time 
on this card. Like it's exactly, probably yeah. maybe they can tell the stories that they actually need to tell. But yeah, yeah, well, that's why I feel terrible saying I'm interested in that element of it. But like I'll be lying if I didn't mention it. I am kind of fascinated to see how they would go. Like whether they'd just do another ten weeks of TV build is kind of a fascinating thought to me. I feel like they couldn't do that. I think they'd have to do something wacky. But again, as you say. With Cena and Goldberg and guys like that, it becomes a lot more complex. Speaking of blood and guts, um, there was a Elimination Chamber show this past week. There's mm. a there's an actual transition here, I promise you, because there wasn't <laughs> many blood and guts in that Elimination Chamber. But there was a Daniel Bryan-Drew Gulak match, which was yes. awesome, won by Bryan. And after the show, he cut a, a promo on WWE.com where he like screamed about blood and guts. He's like, I fight with blood and guts. Drew Gulak fights with blood and guts. Like, I want to fight with Drew Gulak. I don't know if you saw this show, but he referenced blood and guts like three or four times. Uh, but as far as Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak goes, we finally got, like, a great WWE match, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I. this was one of them cases where, like, this is terrible to say, but I tuned in because I knew it would be different to the general WWE match, right? That was the only reason I tuned in, because I knew... Brian has a certain, like, leash. And he was going to have an awesome match with Gulak that was going to be totally different stylistically. They killed it. I'm optimistic. I'll say that much. I'm optimistic that they'll do something with Drew. I don't know why I have this optimism. I shouldn't have it. But this was awesome. The pay-per-view itself was... I thought it was fine. But the match, that match stole the show. As soon as I saw that was opening, like, I could put together that formula, right? Hot crowd opening. And it wasn't super hot, but it was fresh at least. Um, and a fresh match, awesome match, stylistic fit. It was great, and it stood out dramatically in the WWE match like style, you know? It. I mean, if you watched Elimination Chamber in reverse, I thought it was a very good show. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll get to the, the main event yeah. that actually, that was the actual main event here in a second. But yeah, the Brian and Gulak match stood out because it just was so different from pretty much anything you see on Raw or SmackDown nowadays. It didn't follow the typical WWE formula of heat spot, bump and feed, all that kind of stuff. Like, Drew Gulak really got to shine. I'm glad Brian won because Brian is is very giving in all of these losses and none of them seem to mean anything. Like, he'll put over Mustafa Ali and then they won't do anything with Ali like he'll put all these guys over and then they'll just forget about it and it just makes Brian like look like a loser at least Brian like won this match like if Gulak had beat him it would have been a cool moment you know they're not doing anything with Drew Gulak yeah it wasn't gonna mean anything the thing you know we stress this a lot but Gulak here in this match was like the ultimate reminder of how stacked this roster is the fact that you can just pluck a Drew Gulak out of like catering and be like Three week build, you're gonna wrestle Daniel Bryan, and he has a killer match. One of the best matches they'll do all year. This roster is loaded, but I do have a big topic to discuss, Jeremy. Ready for a big topic, round table topic. How highly do you have Daniel Bryan in the in ring go conversation? Go. Um It's he's up there. I've I've been a fan of Bryan like since the, the ROH stuff and the WWE, like, when you look at WWE match, I think he's the best in-ring performer in WWE today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, like, it's close, but you, you think of all the other good in-ring performers. Like, Ricochet's been sort of neutered. Uh, AJ Styles just, he, let's be honest, Styles isn't what he once was. Like, no. he's, he's, he's older, it happens. Like, there hasn't been yeah. a great... He's still good, it's just not... Like, the dynamic movement isn't there, right? right. Like, it's different. Right, exactly. The, so, like, he's down. Like, a lot of the guy, the good guys are just older. Like, there's obviously the, the good people in NXT. Like, Gargano, Cole, uh, yeah. Ciampa, like, all the Keith Lee. Like, all these guys are great, and, and they're allowed to work, like, a style. Like, if you let Brian work that style every week, like, we would think infinitely higher of him. The problem is, he either doesn't wrestle most weeks or when he does it's the five minute tv matches that just don't it does it doesn't matter but i think brian is legitimately i think he's best in in wwe right now as far as all time he's top three for me yeah like, he's, he's top elite, three. yeah i 
I was pondering this a lot, Jeremy, because I actually think it's like a real topic. A lot of times when we talk historical context, it's we're being a little bit hyperbolic. But like Brian is a guy who you can really have him wrestle anyone, and he'll produce at a high level, right? And you are right. I remember on the man probably the first week of this show, we were talking about Okada and like, is he the greatest and all that business? And you said then, I remember you was like, if Daniel Bryan got to wrestle under those parameters where he just goes and works, guys we would think he's in that same category. And you were 100% right, because this match showed you would be right. This was like 14 minutes of him just having fun with Drew Gulak, and it was awesome. So, I don't know, I thought it was worth mentioning. There are very few guys that I would confidently tell you, in ring, I'm taking them over Brian, right? Like, sure thing, give me a great match. Brian is very, very high in that in them stakes. I think the style also has a, a big thing to do with it, and, and his diversity, as you mentioned. Like, this dude got good matches out of Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend. Like, name me a good yeah. Bray Wyatt like singles match. It, it it begins and ends with Daniel Bryan. Like that yeah. that's it. And look, could Okada, Osprey, Tanahashi like could these guys get good matches out of Bray Wyatt under the WWE style? I really don't know if that's possible. No, that's an amazing thought, though. Some of those guys wrestling that Bray Wyatt, like Royal Rumble, you know, Tanahashi coming in for a quick match with Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. No, I'm with you. I just, I thought it was interesting, you know, we always see this stuff and often we use like star ratings and things like that. But just watching him, man, Brian is still so special. This match was great. The main event of Elimination Chamber was the, the women's Elimination Chamber match, which I told you it would be, Joe. I had the scoop on that. You did. Yes, you did. Shayna Baszler won. Shayna Baszler dominated. What What are your thoughts on this match and just how it was laid out? I do want to first uh, speak quickly on I thought they were in some ways positioned to fail. Actually, I should say in many ways. Now, main event, we discussed last week the issues with that, and that's fine. They made a decision to go with it. I haven't got a problem with that. Have you actually seen the match times, like the bell-to-bell length of the matches that went before this match? Because no. it is... Okay, Seth Rollins' tag match went 18 minutes, Jeremy. Yeah, it felt like, every bit of 18 minutes. Yes. <laughs> AJ and Alistair Black went over 20 minutes. If this is going to be the main event, and it's going to be a prolonged squash, basically, can we perhaps shorten the overall show length so that by the time we get there, people aren't legitimately exhausted? That didn't help, number one. Number two, we already knew all of the issues with this main event and because everyone knew the result, even though there was some people, including myself, convincing themselves something funny would happen. Um, but as a like, if you just brought me in on Sunday night and said, Joe, book us out of this scenario, they did the right thing, right? I think, we, I think that's fair. The problem is they put themselves in this scenario and that means that they end up with a main event people didn't enjoy. Do I think it really got heat? Not really. I think people were just kind of bored. But they did the right thing with what the, the cars they were dealt. But the problem is they dealt them cars themselves. <laughs> so I haven't really got much sympathy, you know? You To your point about the show feeling long, yes. Like, it was, it was like 11 o'clock already, or a quarter to 11. And, I, and like, the chamber match hadn't even started yet or something. I was like, why is this show three and a half hours long already? Like, yeah. <laughs> why why is this show still going on? Um I think with the the Baszler thing, look they booked it the way they should have booked it by by making Baszler look like a complete threat. I understand people are going to be like, "Oh, well, they just made everybody else on the roster look like a joke." N- no one cares about this <laughs> roster. No one cares. Like uh, Look, if you're expecting this big Sarah Logan push, I I don't know what to tell you. I I really don't know what to tell you. Um, The thing with the Baszler thing, though, is that I feel like your mind was made up going into it. Like, either you'd already decided Shayna Baszler isn't the person that needs to be challenging Becky Lynch, or you decided this was the right move and, and... this was the way to go with Shayna and this is how you need to like they, they booked it correctly. Like I don't think this match did anything to where people if you I don't think anybody was on the fence about Shayna in the first place. And so that's why I don't think this match like really did anything to, to help one way or another. That's actually a, you've nailed it. That was perfect. Yeah, I'm in the first group. I think I think I'm in the 
I'm not sure I need Shayna Baszler in this spot group. I understand it. I just don't. My thing with the Shayna Baszler deal is like, she's fine. I get it. She's got a pretty cool aura and her matches are different. We were just talking about that. That's cool. But I do, there is a big part of me that's like, man, all that talent you've got stockpiled. Like, and we're doing this, we're doing this massive Shayna Baszler thing. I just, I'm not really super into it, but you're 100% right in saying that this didn't change anyone's opinion. You're either into Becky versus Baszler or you're not at this point. And it is what it is. We'll see what they, you know, produce at Mania. Maybe. What'd you make of Becky just. She was the queen, and now she's just Becky Lynch again. Like, they just dropped the whole kind of overconfident thing, and she's yeah. just Becky again. I I mean, we spoke about this a little bit off air, but I, I think this means Becky's winning. That's what I'm assuming. I just think, to me, the angle was that Becky was overconfident, and Shayna was going to kill her at Mania, and then she's no longer, like, overconfident. She's just Becky Balboa again. So I assume she's winning. Uh probably more like roll up or something and then they'll figure out if they can do a Baszler title change. It's fine. I prefer this Becky anyway. I thought she did a fine promo. You know, the other stuff I thought was terrible. I'm going to be honest. I thought the last few weeks of Becky was very bad. This week was better. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, with you. I didn't like the whole deal with it shades and the Burger King act, whatever <laughs> that whole nonsense was. I, like, that's not my Becky Lynch. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, I much prefer her just like still oozing some confidence, but not being so corny with it to where yeah. I just, I don't care. Like I, I think that promo actually made me more to want to see that match than just anything. Shayna Baszler, like the biting stuff, they ruined the biting stuff immediately anyway, by going to the hospital and then coming back. But yeah. uh, like, I thought the promo was very good. I don't have expectations for this match they've got to keep it short i i don't need um i i don't need a 15 minute Shayna baszler becky lynch match i I don't need it so you're not in the minority there right i've seen a lot of people like voicing concerns for this match and how bad it could go if it was a long match i don't really have any concerns for it obviously it's reliant on card placement if it goes early i think they'll be fine I do have concerns for a scenario in which Shayna wins, Becky takes time off, and it's like, okay, what baby faces are you sending towards Shayna that are not going to just have very flat matches with her? That's what I'm intrigued by. That's why I'm kind of thinking Becky keeps the belt. I just don't know what what matches do you do. I don't have, I have no idea. I'll tell you. I will oh, no. tell you what match oh. they do, Joe. And I'm not saying you're going to like this idea, but I'm saying this is where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Natalia. Uh, yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about when I envision very flat women's title matches. But here we are. I'm hoping we leave Mania or whatever is left of Mania, what Mania becomes with Lacey and Shayna as opposing women's champs. Because to me, that's just a peak level of content that I can enjoy. You know, like at this point, if it's not going to be actually good, I would like it to be hilarious at the very least. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for. And I think it's feasible, Jeremy. You know, I'm hoping for this six-pack challenge match on the SmackDown side. I'm very excited. My my wife is distracting us now. The distraction. <laughs> she brought me... I promised on air I would drink a Coke. If I can. There you go. Okay. I promised on air I would drink a Coke energy. This was a, a, a dare, a bet for Sean Ross Sapp. So okay. I'm going to... It's going to be a while. I'm not going to do it right now. Do it. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the show, this is what you have to look forward to, everybody. Me drinking a Coke energy. Oh, I'm totally unaware of this. <laughs> on the format. It's not on the format. <laughs> this is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay. Uh, the next thing on the format is sticking with WWE Raw here. MVP cut a promo where I guess he wants to start a stable. He had... Um, he, he said he wanted to bring Edge back to the promised land, and it all ended with 
him mentioning Beth Phoenix and Edge murdering him with a spear and an RKO and a couple of concertos. But an MVP stable has me intrigued, Joe. Yes, rightly so, Jeremy. It should have you intrigued because it's a very intriguing idea. MVP is a top five promo on Raw after like returning a month ago. True or false? True. That's what it is, Jeremy. It's true. <laughs> um, this is a very good idea. Managers are very good. MVP is very good in this role. I think they should stop murdering him because at some point he has to get an actual client or some kind of success. Um, what was my, my takeaway from this? I'm, I'm trying to recall. Who do we think... I don't think this is the best team-building strategy from MVP. I must say that. I don't know if he should have started starting his franchise with an aging star that we're not sure how much he has left felt, felt questionable in the first place. So he may have dodged a bullet here, you know? Um, but who would you like to see in the, in the stable, right? Like, I, I know a lot of people are saying Ricochet. Forget it, but... Look, I don't mind him going after Edge, right off the bat is edge a terrible contract yes he's not going to show yes. up for work every week he's only going to wrestle a couple matches but you know what everyone said chris paul was a terrible contract and that sure. worked out pretty well so you gotta go with guys who are guaranteed commodities and if edge much like chris paul he's on that vegan diet he proves he can stay healthy why can why wouldn't you want to build around edge so i'm not i don't think that was a bad idea as far okay. as kind of your your young prospects that you want to go with, yeah, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander are two guys that I think right off the bat, like that's who you should probably want to build around. I'll give you another name, Riddick Moss. I think he kind of fits what MVP would want to go for. And I think people are already sick of Riddick Moss. I don't I don't know if this guy's going anywhere. Like they're they're pushing him with this twenty four seven title. They're giving him matches, they're giving him promo time. I look Vince Riddick Moss has got the look that, that Vince loves. I don't know if this guy's going anywhere. So you you may as well just pair him up with MVP and get used to him. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I must say though, the edge thing does feel very New York Knicks to me, you know. <laughs> For the T shirt sales and stuff. But Riddick Moss is a good idea. The only issue is that, like, yeah, I actually prefer Riddick Moss to Ricochet because I don't think they should be doing the Ricochet heel thing. I think they've got to stop killing babyfaces to turn them heel. Like, it's, at some point, you have to actually just keep a guy babyface and, is like, MV, figure is out. Is MVP a, a heel, though? Oh, definitely. Oh, he's definitely a heel. Yes. Why Edge was a dick to him. Yeah, but he said something mean about Ed, about Beth, remember? He was he he was concerned, and he thought Edge should be concerned, oh, was too. Oh, he was right then. No, he's a babyface. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a babyface. Oh, by the way, I, I do want to report back on this. Um, I still think it's hilarious if Beth actually is in the women's tag match, WrestleMania, if there's a WrestleMania. I still think that's hilarious. And I, no one else is talking about how funny it is that, like, she got RKO'd. She's, like, embroiled in this heated thing with Edge and Randy. And then she's just going to come back and be like, hey, look, we've got tag titles to win here. Okay? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with Randy. But I've got more important fish to fry here. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like that element of it. But this was a good segment, I thought. But um, the stable part, I agree, that was a, a fault that actually intrigued me a little bit. Are they actually going to do anything with this stable? Or was it just MVP, go out there, kill some time so Edge can murder you? I mean, it maybe was that. But he's like a really good promo, I feel, still. So it would be dumb not to. The yeah. only problem is, I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to stress this too much, but there's not that many young guys on the main roster. Like average age, I'd imagine, is not. <laughs> there's not like a there's not like a bunch of really young guys that you're going, okay, in ten years, man, this guy's no. There's not really. I don't know if you want to be doing. Um, I mean, Apollo on is on SmackDown, right? I saw some people suggesting that. I don't know. I mean, there's not there's not like a group of hot prospects. There's just guys that have currently been booked poorly, and we're putting them in this bracket. But I don't know if that's the real the real use of them. But yeah, no one, anything to keep them on. No one feels like a young guy, even if like they are. Like I don't know off the top of my head, like Alistair Black's age. He he feels like he's at least thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he is, but yeah, he's probably closer to thirty eight than people would guess. I think. <laughs> I just, just no one like Buddy Murphy. I feel like is a young guy, and but even he feels just, just kind yeah. of old. Seth Rollins might need some new uh, henchmen with this injury to Razor. Are you like totally out on the Seth Rollins thing? Because I am. I think. 
I I think it's a good gimmick. I think Rollins does well with it. He's been feuding with Kevin Owens for eight months now, and and this is the issue. Like this was the issue with the Roman Reigns Baron Corbin stuff. Is it's like you've got to know when to end some of this stuff. Like you, you can't keep giving me this Seth Rollins Kevin Owens stuff. Remember the other week they did the the referee thing, and then like, yes, that was like I like that idea. Like oh, just people are gonna be joining seth rollins like we're gonna have fans like come in and attack kevin owens and join seth rollins like we're gonna turn tom phillips heel because he's a because we definitely need a heel announcer like michael cole we're gonna turn him heel and and he's just gonna be a devout follower of seth rollins like i thought that was like kind of a cool thing and they did it with the ref and then like there was just nothing well this is one of them cases and i encourage anyone listening to this to take this as, as advice Sometimes in wrestling, you can look at something and say, this is objectively smart and good, okay? And that's what I'm saying about Seth Rollins' gimmick. And before anyone gets mad, this is good professional wrestling with a good performer doing a good gimmick well. However, I frankly could not care to see any more of it ever. I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm kind of bummed out that Buddy Murphy is one of my favorite guys to watch, and he's now just like Seth's little brother. Not ideal for me as a fan, going to be honest with you. But it's all smart, and I agree with you, the Owens thing, but... At the same time, I criticise them so much for burning matches that in this one case, I'll just be like, okay, just do your, you know, just save it, I guess. I don't know. At least they've not wrestled each other in singles matches, right? That's it's, the thing. They haven't, and, eight and yet it feels like they've wrestled <laughs> yeah, a million times. I get times. it. Yeah, I get it. Probably all the multi-man tags haven't helped, I'd assume. I'd imagine that's what it is. Like, like this is like this is the thing. Even if they haven't done like these one-on-one matches, they do so many tag matches and multi-man tag matches that it yeah. feels like they've wrestled each other a thousand times. They've done like forty road two shows, haven't they? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so many never open weight six-man matches. Maybe They're that's so how important. we should start viewing like Raw and SmackDown. Like all these are just road two shows, and. Yeah. We shouldn't put any stock in the like actual wrestling that takes place on these shows. Just skim through. Actually, don't even skim through. Yeah, that's a good actually. That's a good excuse not to watch it all. Yeah, good idea. Drew. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll do that. That's a good idea. We'll do that moving forward. Big announcement. Uh, SmackDown is on Friday. Maybe from Detroit. Maybe from the Performance Center. Who knows at this point? Maybe from a backyard somewhere. Right now, it's in Detroit. It was reported last night that they were moving it to the Performance Center. WWE quickly put out a statement that says, "Nope, it's it's still in Detroit. Like we're we're still gonna do it." I know the Jazz like just played at Little Caesars Arena, so like that's probably not the best thing. Um, like I, I assume they've wiped it down and everything, but control this stuff like you can control this stuff companies yeah uh smackdown shaping up to be a big show wherever it takes place we got Paige returning to confront bailey for some reason big time we have jeff hardy returning i don't know if he's wrestling but he's going to be on the show and we've got john cena returning joe what are you looking forward to on smackdown from an unknown location i mean i'm not looking forward to any of it to honest <laughs> you, jeremy but <clears throat> but i uh I will say, I, I, I'm going to compliment the advertisement for this show, the little brief, you know, TV bumper ad, in which it was explained to me that after months of disparaging comments, Bailey will finally be confronted by Paige. And I, I must say, I do watch SmackDown. You know, I'm pretty loose with how I watch it. I'm going to be honest. I've skipped through a lot of, of SmackDown, but I was somewhat intrigued as to what I'd be missing. I assume this means months of just generally disparaging comments, not towards Paige. I haven't missed something here, have I, right? No, I legitimately, when I heard this on Raw, I had to, like, ask people in the chat. I asked Carlos, I was like, did they say Paige was going to be on the show confronting Bailey? Carlos was like, yeah. I was like, why? Like, what What does Paige have to do with any of this? And uh, he didn't have an explanation either, but... I, I when I heard that I I was shocked. I it really out of left field that that Paige is confronting. Look, she's not happy. Paige is a role model, an actual role model. Yeah, Bailey like is Baker. not. Like Britt Baker, right, Jeremy? Like yeah. a real role model. The goat yeah, no, Britt Baker. Yeah, she's awesome. By the way, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, so I just want to say she's awesome. But uh, are we assuming this is Nia Jax' big return? I am. 
Um, yeah, that's a that's a good good theory because the the rumor is a six pack challenge for Mania, and they don't have a Red six. Ball. And yeah. I mean, Nia Jax makes sense that she would be the six. Wait, so does the six include Dana Brooke or not? I'm actually asking that. I'm not trying to be like an arsehole. It's no, I don't think it does. It, it's it's Lacey, Sasha, Bailey, Carmella. Maybe it is Dana Brooke. Who else is there? Naomi, Naomi, and Naomi, then I think yeah. Naya, Naya is going to be the six. So it's the I, that's best guess. I I don't know the 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 first five I named were were definitely the reported five, and then the six was just a mystery. Do we think Paige as a manager is useful? No. <laughs> okay, I I don't mind this idea if it's her and Nia, but that you seem to be in the consensus here, right? I, I don't see think any manager is useful. Like th- this is kind of the issue is I don't think they do a good job with managers. So I don't okay. think any like Heyman is Heyman, and like he he at least has the cachet to to pull it off. But even Heyman, it's like all right, he's gonna kind of cut the same promo every week like i i don't think they know what they to do with managers that's why i don't think it's useful i think page was fantastic as the general manager absolutely yes. fantastic like that was a perfect role for her and then it just got stopped because the fans are the general managers now like they tried with the kabuki warriors thing it never made sense i thought she was okay with uh i guess they were absolution mandy and and uh Sonya when when Paige was wrestling like I thought she could be a, a good mouthpiece for them but I don't think they know what they're doing with managers yeah I I have a I can kind of uh the idea of like Nia and Paige as heels with Paige as her mouthpiece intrigues me somewhat them doing that same act as baby faces is a lot less interesting to me and I'm not quite sure why I just don't think like Nia as a baby face is a challenge in itself but then giving her a manager that it's like, man, then you're in, it's just a weird situation, right? I don't get that. But maybe she won't be a babyface. Maybe she'll just do one angle with Bailey and then she'll be in the six pack as a heel. Saying that, SmackDown needs heels. So maybe, yeah, maybe she will be a heel. Um, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what Cena's doing. I, I, hope, I hope the show gets moved to the Performance Center. Yeah. And we get the John Cena, like, big thing at the Performance Center. Like, it just imagine john cena on that show like even just the whole fox setup like you're you're gonna do this big show from the performance center on fox like wwe is supposed to be this larger than life thing and then here's the show with 50 people at the performance center (laughs) john cena comes out to do his thing with the fiend it's like man this major movie star is here just chilling with 50 people at the performance center like it would just look it would look hilarious to me so i i hope it happens they pushed back fast nine a year by the way this upset me more than anything else today i can't believe like so many of my twitter friends were upset about this and i could not believe it (laughs) i was stunned that you guys were actually upset about this i was like okay cool and then i saw people like damn it i was like whoa i didn't know i'm so glad i didn't tweet about this it could have been very bad for me a year um, joe like all right i get get if you want to like push it back because yeah people probably aren't going to the movies in the next couple of months with everything but a full year like oh my god one quick thing um we should probably talk about jeff hardy a little bit any idea what you're gonna do with wrestlemania like is he just gonna be like a battle royal guy are they gonna slot him into something do we have any clue, do you think? Uh, uh, an intercontinental title deal? Like, hmm. I don't yeah, know what they're doing with that belt. I assume Braun gets it back, but I don't really know like what they're doing with that title. It feels like if, anybody without direction right now, you just throw them in a, a, one of the um, multi-man title matches. Like, They're going to have a ladder yeah. match, right? They, they always have a ladder match at Mania, I feel like. I assume, yeah, I assume the Raw side gets that. Oh, okay. I like I was thinking, you, you have. I was thinking I was you do the SmackDown the side where you do Braun, Sammy, Cesaro, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, uh, Shinsuke mm. for the Intercontinental Title. Like you just, do yeah. That. I I just thought it was gonna. I, I assumed it was gonna be the Humberto, Carrillo, Andrade. You know, Ray, all them guys. But you might be right. There's actually more guys on SmackDown, I think. They should just throw the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title matches together and make it like a a 12-man 12, a 12 
like a double ladder match, okay? So you've got you've got like one one thing hanging on like one side of the ring and you've okay. got the other thing hanging on the other side of the ring. So you just pick which one you want to go Choose, for. Yeah. yeah. Instead of them okay. both hanging in the middle cuz then you just grab them both. Like you got to have them separated. I mean, we've had better ideas on the distraction. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend it would upset me, but uh, is it, you are right in the sense that we should do anything possible to put Jeff immediately back in a ladder match because <laughs> apparently that's just what he is now. That's his whole gimmick. I mean, it always has been, I guess, to some extent. But um, yes, Jeff is back. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you're so right. Sammy is totally interrupting Jeff's promo, right? Jeff's promo. Sammy's coming out of his pals. You know, you've got time to speak, but the new Intercontinental Champ hasn't. That whole deal. And I will not talk about Sami Zayn interrupting a moment of bliss before you ask. No, I will not do that, Jeremy. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. You good call, good call. Or a double ring. I'm going to expand on this. The the double oh. ring for for WrestleMania. So that way you can have the the two titles hanging in the two sets. It would be rings. worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Look, they got to combat the blood and guts show. So they got to have their own two ring thing. <laughs> they might not have to, but yeah, I agree. Good idea. Uh, our final topic, I believe, is the the biggest topic that we have, honestly, Joe. Yeah. Luther, our our pal Luther, Japanese. Let me get this right. Japanese deathmatch legend, original death dealer Luther, has signed a a full time contract with AEW, where he's going to be a performer and he's going to be be working in the office. Yes. I mean, this is the biggest segment we've ever done, I, I'm assuming, right? Unless I've missed something. I mean, granted, there's some pretty important stuff going on in the world, and we discussed it a little bit, but this was the main headline when I woke up this morning. Um, I received many tweets about this. At one point, I was convinced I'd got given the contract. So many people were happy for me. Not quite <laughs> sure why that happens, but, you know, fair enough, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, this is, in all seriousness, Jeremy, I'm going to be serious now for a moment. Uh, we have a lot of fun and games. This is a pretty cool story. And congratulations to the original death dealer, the Japanese deathmatch legend. Um, I think you should combine them names in some way, but that's that's just my opinion. But congratulations. This is a legit cool, uh, cool moment for him, of course. And it's an even cooler moment for us because we have a major victory just a few months into our podcast uh, history. Very, very exciting times. I'm a little upset that Luther did not allow us to break this news. He gave it to Good Jericho, point. like Jericho's ever done anything in the wrestling exactly. business. Who ever beat? Yeah, like Jericho really needs it too. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very excited to to see this. Yes, it, we 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 joke around, but we actually do like Luther, and yes. he's a very very friendly guy. And this is a cool thing for him. I don't know what he's going to be doing in the office but i would imagine death will be dealt to to some people who get in his way um yeah. I, I want i want those those skits with luther remember those sports center skits uh with the the office linebacker it might not have been yeah, sports center but he just go around I'm like saying, hitting yeah. i want that with luther like i want P- if luther if somebody screws up in the aew offices luther just goes around and like threatens to you know beat them with a, a barbed wire bat or something yeah, that would be strong. I, I wanted to ask you, do you think before or after June, by the time that Luther's the head booker of the territory? That's what I wanted to know. Because I was going to say May, but with everything that's going on, I might push it back a little bit. You yeah, know? I, but, think, I think you have to delay it because the original Death Dealer, probably not the, the, the nickname you want to push no. at this time. But yeah, uh, definitely by the, by the end of the year. Uh, I think he's booking the territory. We're, we're still building toward the, the big John Moxley uh, Luther yes. death match, but I look. I'm excited for Luther. He's he's been around for a while. He's he's apparently impressed a lot of people in AEW in the the four months that he he's been there. He's he's dealt with some rough booking with the Nightmare Collective that just kind of got dropped yeah. out of nowhere. But he's making the best of it now with the the feud with with Jimmy Havoc. So. Good on you, Luther, and we're very proud of you. I'm still a little upset we didn't get to break the news. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually, you know, now that you brought that up, I'm no longer happy about this situation <laughs> at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do think this is, you know, I said earlier, I made a comment that this current time in the world will be remembered for years to come. And I did forget that this instance in that, right, like I do think in a decade they'll be looking back and saying, oh, of course, this is when Luther got his deal with AEW and joined the office officially major win for the distraction that day so 
we've put our place in the history books, Jeremy. We can be proud of our part in this. Uh, but Luther, he should be very happy. And there's big, big things ahead. We know, Jeremy. We know we're, we're inside this deal. So how much? How much do you think we influenced this decision? Because I, I just imagine Tony Khan has been listening to this. He's like, man, these yeah. guys, these guys might make an offer to Luther. We've got to, we've got to lock them down. I've heard some things in that regard. I would say on a scale of one to 10, I'd say our influence is about 12, to be honest with you. And that's just, that's a quote. That's a direct quote. You can report that. Um, There is talk, as you know, Jeremy, the tag team division is a major, you know, importance in AEW. And there is talk of bringing us in. Um, I am interested. I'm going to say it now, Jeremy. I'm interested in such a thing. But we are not coming in as just a tag team. We're a faction. Okay, it's us and it's Luther. And that's just the way it is. I'm setting that up now and I'm doing it publicly. I know Tony won't be happy with that, but that's the way it is. So, yeah, great news for us, good news for Luther, but really a victory for the whole wrestling world in a time of darkness. And that's very important. And that's where I have to credit Jericho because he announced this at this particular time for a reason, right? There was a, He knew that we needed something. We needed some hope. We needed some positivity hit send on the Instagram post and suddenly the world has changed. So I'm very happy for all involved. Definitely. The, this, this news of being booked in the tag team division is complete news to me. So yep. I, not in the format, not in the format. <laughs> you've, you've gone off script, but you are right. Like it, if, and when we're coming in, it, it's as a, it's as a faction. Like, well, I mean, yes. yeah. look, we're, we're great as a team. You, you add Luther to us. Uh, there's no, yeah. there's no stopping this. So I think us versus the Jurassic Express is a big time match. To be honest, we can take. I would have easily. Yeah, shoot, work doesn't matter. <laughs> we have the we have the original Death Dealer, man. Come on, this is easy work. Bring them all. I'm I'm happy to go. If I've got him on my side. Yeah. Anything. Look, there's nobody else I would want in the trenches besides Luther. Factual. Yes, hundred percent. It, it looks like SmackDown will be at the Performance Center this week by the way. Very exciting. John Cena coming to the performance center. I'm it's so, it's so odd. Like how weird is it that NXT had to be at the performance center this week? Like actually had to be there. And we could see shows only coming from the performance center for the next few weeks. Yeah. That's wild, right? They we destroyed the performance center on NXT. I don't know what's left of it. Do we talk about NXT? I mean, yeah, they did. But you know, I thought we banned it. I was banned word NXT phrase, you know. But yeah, I mean, we've made our pick in the war at this point, right? I mean, we just basically endorsed ourselves for a faction run in AEW, <laughs> so I'm not talking about NXT, but yeah, they did destroy it. Someone's going to have to clean it up, so SmackDown will be very good as it always is, though, Jeremy. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Do you want to say that with, like, a little less sarcasm? Well, you know, I just... <laughs> there's a lot on there that I love, Jeremy. You know that. I get very excited for SmackDown every week, Friday night, prime time. And uh, this week, no different. And, and especially because we have a unique setup for it, Jeremy. And you know how much I love unique setups for it. So I'm very, very excited to see what John Cena says about his match with the clown. <laughs> the doughy clown, as yes. uh, my friend referred to him. As. <laughs> um, all right. That, that's all of our... We don't have an NBA topic this week. No, right? we don't. No. The season has been suspended. I, I feel like they should just award chris paul the mvp and look, the last time we saw chris paul he was locking up jason tatum in the clutch i don't think wow. when what 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 happened the last time you saw Giannis? he got beat by lebron what happened the last time you saw lebron he missed a game-winning layup chris paul's last moment locking up jason tatum and kimball walker in the clutch i i think that says it all it's hard to argue with that logic yeah you're right i think we should do it now should we announce it on here or should we get Jericho to announce it? <laughs> we got to run it by Jericho first. Okay. okay. All right, I'm going to drink this Coke energy. <laughs> this looks very bad, Jeremy. I, I mean... So here's... It says zero sugar on it. How do you have an energy drink <clears throat> with no sugar? This... So here, here's the deal with this. It was, it was Saturday, and the UFC show took forever. Great show. But they had two fights go 25 minutes. Do you remember the show, Joe? Did you watch the UFC show? Oh my god, that was sad. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it feels like a long, long time ago. I'm with you, yes. The yes, show didn't end until like quarter to one, and it was the time change. So like 45 minutes later, it was all of a sudden three o'clock. And it, I was talking with Sean, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll drink a Coke Energy, it'll be fine. And he's like, those suck. And <laughs> I said, I've, I've never had one, but like, 
I, I like Coke. I, I like some energy drinks. And Jonah Hill has never lied to me. Like, I don't see how this is bad. Okay. And he's like, no, it sucks. Like, try it. I was like, I will do, I will try it on the air this week. And so here we are. It's unopened. As you saw, my, my yeah. roommate brought it to me. So it is completely unopened. So there's nothing else in it. Let's see what this Coke well, energy has. I actually story. have a personal anecdote about this drink you're about to drink. Um, I once was in London and people were handing them out for free. And I still didn't have any interest in drinking it. So I have no experience with it, but actually tell you what I think of the uh, the concept in itself. This is going to be very bad. Oh, there's a hesitation there. I just snip. Oh, no. Oh. It's not great. It, okay, like, that could be it's, worse. It's, it's, it's not as bad as I think Sean made it out to be. But it's not something I'd ever drink again. Is it good enough that we could get a sponsorship deal and pretend it's good? <laughs> no. Because if so, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, because wow. I don't think they, they'd pay us for one. Like they're they're tossing money to Jonah Hill, so they'll 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 we're pay Jericho, not us. Okay, but imagine in six months when we're the tag champs. <laughs> like then is it possible? You know, I'm interested. That's all I'm saying. Jeremy's not interested, but I am. That's what I'm, I'm throwing out there. This is a segue because next week, I think we're going to do our Domino's pizza episode. Yeah, <laughs> if assuming... Domino's is still like open and in, in, you know, in business, yes, maybe. Assuming that, yeah, assuming that Domino's will still deliver to both of us a week from now. And assuming that like just all these wrestling events get canceled and we don't have a whole lot to talk about, we're just going to eat pizza and politely on air i understand people yes. don't want to hear us munching on pizza for an hour but yeah. and we're going to talk about dungeon and doom era wcw i've decided this this is good with me i've been waiting for you to tell me this this is very exciting i mean every week you send the format over and i never see dungeon and doom i see you know aw raw smackdown and i'm just always thinking when are we getting to the good stuff and here we are <laughs> it took a pretty big deal to get there but yeah, I mean, we may actually need to bust out some concept shows. So next week is the Domino show. We're going to pencil that in. But yes. uh, we're going to need some wacky ideas, I feel. Because I, even if these shows continue, I get the sense they're not going to be, like, topic heavy. I just get the feeling they're going to be kind of odd, you know? Yeah, I I don't know what AEW is going to do. I don't, I don't know what WWE is going to do. Especially if Mania gets canceled you're not building towards these shows anymore. Imagine if mania gets canceled and they're like, we got to delay Cena, Goldberg, Brock, all this stuff. Like, what are they going to do in the meantime? <laughs> They've got to blow some of those matches off, man. You just can't continue some of those programs. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. We've spoken about it enough because we have no information, but my God, it is a fascinating thought. As terrible as it is to say in a real life, like issue my god it's interesting to consider what the hell they'll do with this show so we'll be back next week eating dominoes talking dungeon of doom doomsday cage match because that's my favorite match of all time oh wow okay that's this. very exciting no i did not know this. oh yeah the doomsday cage match from uncensored 95 yeah love that match or 96 okay maybe, but yeah, that's big time for next week's show we need to discuss this in depth yeah definitely yeah, I love i'm excited match. So we'll be back I'm, next I'm week. I might resubscribe to watch that match. <laughs> That's right. You canceled your network subscription. Um, everyone, follow Joe. Joe, where can the people follow you? Uh, Joe Holbert Five. I have nothing to say right now. I have stopped writing. I have stalled all process. Adam Silver told me to stop. I've stopped. And uh, yeah, I have nothing going on. I am watching a lot of Stan Hansen matches though, which is good. I'll tell anyone that has cancelled their WWE Network subscription like me to go to the New Japan World Archives, Jeremy. 1981, Stan Hansen versus Andre the Giant. I'll discuss this more next week. That's all I have to say. Okay, so we got Dungeon and Doom and we got Stan Hansen and Andre yes, next do. week. Yes, we do. Up to, to be big, a show. big show. Yeah. Big show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88 I was famous this week, Joe. I went viral. Okay, I need to tell you about this. So... <laughs> I don't ever go on Reddit uh, for my wrestling news just because I don't. That whole thing is not really for me. But I went on there this morning, and I saw your tweet <laughs> about. Okay, and not only was it your tweet, 
in front of the tweet, there was your, it was Lambert in brackets, like he was like a true voice of wrestling. I was very <laughs> proud of you, man. Like he had like, you know, like they bracket the names like Meltzer. Yeah. And it was Lambert. I was like, damn. And no one in the thread was like, who's Jeremy Lambert? It was literally just everyone talking about how funny your joke was. So congrats. That was a big win, I thought, again, for the podcast. The podcast is winning. The world is losing, but we are winning right now. Sean messaged me last night is like, you're you're on Reddit. I was just like, okay. I I did not expect to, to wake up to news that that tweet would just be on right. It's got like 2,000 likes or something right now. It's, great tweet. Yeah, that was a great tweet. I, I guess so. I don't know. But everyone, as I said in that thread, Joe is much funnier than me. Follow him. Don't, don't That's follow debatable. Him. But I mean, I've attempted to be funny for years. And I've never got on Reddit. So, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week in some capacity. It, sounds like it's going to be a domino's tribute show and we'll we'll talk about uh it might be a fed tribute show or an aew tribute show if these companies just go under um thank you everybody for for listening fightful.com all your wrestling mma boxing needs fightfulselect.com best way to support everything we do sean just put up a, a note about the revival and how i mean i'm not sure how many people are going to get paid right now but uh yeah wwe not keeping the revival off the road and keeping their their bank accounts a little bit empty right now so a bunch of news well, on yeah big news bunch of news on on fightful select you get early access to columns extra audio sean's doing a q a show later today i'm sure he will talk about wrestlemania and whatever there is to talk about that it's a show so fifo.com fifoselect.com follow us and we will be back next week this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.